we're here. We did it. It's uh, whatever day it is you're listening to this on. Uh, for me, it is a Friday. Um, welcome. Welcome back to the show, friends. Junkies. I, uh, friends and junkies, both. <laughs> I like how they're different things. Uh, you can't be my friend, but you can't also be a fan of the show. The, the mutually exclusive can't be the same thing. But yes, welcome back to the show. Um, it's been... A week, right? Um, I don't know if you heard, but uh, cue up the Tourette's guy sound bites. Oh, Bob Saget! Bob Saget died. And, like, it's weird when celebrities die because, like, I didn't fucking know the guy, right? I didn't know him. But I did grow up watching him on TV, like, a lot. Full House, uh, America's Funniest Home Videos, like... I was all about that stuff when I was like eight years old, but um, what I didn't know was that my main man, Mr. John Mayer, was like good friends with him, and the other day, um, he just went live on Instagram for whatever reason, I'm like, oh, John May, I'm on Instagram, I'm like, oh, John Mayer's going live, and I click on it, and fucking Jeff Ross's ugly face is staring at me, I'm like, what the fuck is Jeff Ross doing? Apparently, they went to go get Bob's car out of the hotel um, and take it back to his house. And so it was weird because they were like reminiscing about Bob and, you know, how they were friends and whatnot and how, what kind of person he was. And John was like crying. And I don't know if you've ever seen one of your idols like cry before, but like. It was a weird feeling, like, and it's weird for me because, like, I know he cries, right? He's a human. He cries. Also, I've heard his fucking music before. I know that that man cries for a fact, but seeing it and, like, and and it's not like a, you know, an acting form. It was like they were taught, like, Jeff was talking and then he just, like, started crying. I'm like, oh, my God. It made me feel really icky it felt like I wasn't supposed to see that right also on top of it like John was driving Bob's car and I don't know what I was expecting like I guess there's a a little a bit of naivete in me thinking that these like superstar people don't have to do the same normal things that us humans do and I shouldn't say humans us normies do right non-famous but, like, seeing John drive a car felt weird. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think it just looked weird because it was, like, a small car and John is, like, a thousand feet tall. But, I don't know. It was it was humanizing, which is nice, but it was just weird to see them both cry. Because they're both, you know, um, very grown men. Um, and it's, it's really sad. Uh, rest in peace, Bob Saget. You guys want to talk about something that's not so sad, though? Of course you do. Um, So this week, though, you probably don't care, but I'm going to share it with you because I fucking care. This week I got two new cool records in, right? Um, One of which is, I think, um, I think I mentioned it last week Um, uh, in the intro, right? Um, It's about a, a video game called Bomberman 64. Um, well, I got this video game soundtrack on record now, on vinyl, and it sounds exactly the way that I remember it, which is fun, um, but I, I like, I don't, you probably can't hear it, but it is playing in the background right now, um, but it was like, 
as soon as it started playing, like I saw the the loading screen and then like the menu music started playing and, I, and then it went into like the level music and I was like, I can see the game through the music I'm hearing, which is like super crazy that, well, just memory, memory in general is a wild thing that like a smell or a sound or like a texture can just like transport you back to like oh yeah when I was eight I got stung by a bee and I remember the way the grass fell because I was walking barefoot or whatever which is your own fault I don't feel sorry for you <clears throat> but like it was super nostalgic like I, I threw on the record and I was like whoa like I can see my room with its with its <laughs> shitty Disney decals all over because it used to be a baby room but my parents never took anything down and neither did I. I just covered it up with posters. Um, but like I could see me sitting in my bed and my old fucking box TV because, uh, flat screens weren't a thing then and just playing Bomberman on the Nintendo 64. And I think I mentioned this last time, but that's, this is the, this is how I learned about the genre of drum and bass was this fucking record. So um, shout out to Bomberman. I'm sure you're listening because you're fucking cool. Um, and then yesterday, I think it was yesterday. It doesn't really matter. Um, one of my favorite records of all time came in too. And that is Atreyu's Lead Sales Paper Anchor. Woo. I know some people, all the diehard Atreyu fans are like, Ooh, that was their album when they sold out. I don't fucking care, dude. Okay, I came up with a stance today. It's probably not entirely thought out, but it did make sense in the moment. Personally, I mean, I understand the stance where it's like, oh, it's not the curse. It's not butterfly kisses and suicide notes or whatever. Maybe it's vice versa. Um, it's not uh, the theft, but I still think that one kind of was edging towards the, a more poppy mainstream sound. But people who say... Oh, they don't like lead sales? I think it's because you can't fucking sing. Like, that's the reason why I like lead sales so much is because it had more clean vocals that I could sing along to. I can't do hard vocals, man. I don't... I mean, I can do it for about four seconds, and then I'm like... <laughs> fucking tear up my throat, but... I prefer the clean singing. That's what I'm attracted to, because then I can participate. Um, so I really love lead sales paper anchor. Oh, Chris, what's your favorite song on that album? Well, if I had to pick one, I mean, it's it's pretty difficult because personally, I think that whole album is like amazing from start to finish. But if you absolutely need a uh, uh, um, an answer, <sighs> honestly, well, it de mm, it depends though. What's what's my what's the basis of favorite? Like the one you just like to listen to or because my favorites get divvied. Like there's one that I like the most because it's the easiest for me to sing. There's one that I like the most because I like the lyrics the best. There's one that, you know, I like best because of the actual instrumentation. It's very, it's not just a cut and dry black and white. This is my favorite. But some of my favorites would probably... <laughs> Slow Burn, uh, No One Cares, Lose It, When Two or One, Becoming the Bull, Falling Down, Doomsday, uh, Lead Sales, uh, Honor, Doomsday, you know, those are all the songs. <laughs> I didn't name the entire album, but I think, um, 
the ones that I listened to the most when I first listened to this album, it was definitely When Two or One, um, Blow, and Lead Sails. No One Cares has got a really great chorus, but um, I think where... I think it was Madden. Oh, it was absolutely Madden 2007 that had, I think it was Doom. No, was it Doomsday or was it Becoming the Bull? I think it was Becoming the Bull. That was on the soundtrack for Madden 07. And I was like, oh, dude, fuck yeah, this rips. Um, Dude, that's, rest in peace, John Madden. He died too. I loved those games. Well, I didn't love those games because I'm not a big football guy. But there were, the one year I played, I was really into, and it was uh, 2007. Unfortunately, this uh, did not age well, but uh, I liked the 07 Madden because Michael Vick was like the key player, and that dude knew how to play some fucking ball, dude. He was so fast. He was he was a terrifying quarterback because if he couldn't throw the ball, he would just run away from you, and he was quick, dude. That dude was a monster, and he was he was definitely stacked in that game. Um, but now. <laughs> You know, with the whole dog fighting thing. Um, but uh, yeah, that was those have been that's been my exciting updates for at least music wise. Um, uh, I'm actually, well, I in a few hours I have to uh, drive over to Chicago because um, I learned. I think I I saw the flyer, but it wasn't until this week that I, technically yesterday, that I decided I was like, you know what fuck it let's go because two of the bands on the this lineup for the show if one has been on the show and the other will be on the show right um and last week i mentioned that i was listening to a band called qualia and that's the band qualia and archers are playing tonight in chicago and i'm gonna go see them um but i don't think i've ever done this before but i think i will uh spill the beans on (laughs) next week's episode will in fact be qualia and I, uh, that is spelled Q-U-A-L-I-A. Um, uh, it'd probably be... I know there's a lot... There's been several bands named Qualia uh, on title. They're a little... They're like mashed into with a, a bunch of other bands named Qualia. But look for um, A Period of Reflection, their EP. It's really good. My favorite track, obviously, is For You, the song that features Before Their Eyes, which is one of my favorite bands from fucking high school. Ugh. Oh man, it's, they're so good. I, uh, fun story, I actually learned about Before Their Eyes from LimeWire because it, sometimes when you would like go to download music, um, it would show you, uh, just tracks that you weren't looking for. And one of the tracks that I had seen in my like loading bay was, uh, uh, so it just said Before Their Eyes, Why Is Six Afraid of Seven? And I was like, well, that sounds promising. I bet you that that's a, a, a funny song. And then there was another one, uh, Shotguns Speak Louder Than Words. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to like this band. And I did, in fact, like that band. And speaking of bands that I like, what a perfect segue that was. It's almost as if I'm a professional. Um, <laughs> another band I really like is a band that you're going to hear more of very soon. It's a band called Fluorescence from Chicago. They were super nice. Um, the audio quality goes in and out sometimes because the internets weren't that great for them, and they also didn't have like a laptop available. So I think one of them was on the phone. So it's kind of wonky in places, but um, there also may be some spots where the 
flow of the conversation may feel a little weird, and that's because there were like dropouts in amidst the uh, interview. So I had to like <laughs> kind of chop and screw some stuff together, but we made it work, right? So without further ado, please enjoy this interview with Tyler and Sasquell of Fluorescence. This dude has like every expansion. He had like posters all over his wall. I'm like, bro, like, yeah, what be- is this fucking game? It's like RuneScape. I remember RuneScape was like that way back <laughs> in the day. I never even got into RuneScape. The as far as I got into RuneScape was me getting like my base level guy going to a mission and then getting kicked out because I would just like verbally harass people like (laughs) you know just typing obscenities to people and they're like you gotta go that's as far as I got I remember people going around like seeking girlfriends looking for a (laughs) girlfriend it was so funny that game was just out of this world for the time my runescape girlfriend that's you know what that's the next song that's the next fluorescent song right there runescape girlfriend <laughs> we're gonna write a whole concept album about it <laughs> hell yeah dude I'm, I'm fucking for it all right well welcome to the tune junkies podcast i'm gonna open it up cold open my name is chris and today i'm here with sasquell and tyler of fluorescence how's it going guys what up Good. <laughs> we're here man we're excited so are you guys like both in Chicago right now? Yeah, man. So. Is it like is it as frozen there as it is here? I'm over in like the South Bend, Indiana area. Super frozen, man. Dude, yeah. I went to go the other day, like yesterday, mm-hmm. and like to take the most baby steps <laughs> so you didn't fall. I barely got down the block. It's like we're going home now. I fucking I pulled up into work this morning and I just like noticed that the whole parking lot looked awfully wet looking. I'm like, no way. And I like pulled up, the whole parking lot is ice. And I'm like, yeah. Alright, so this sucks, but also I'm gonna sit here and watch how many people fall. And that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be fun for me. But yeah, it's everybody was like instead of like stepping, they were just like shuffling their feet across the ice. Really sure. Fun. It's Love so it. funny too because it's like the first snow, right? And of course, the first snow comes with this like, like a week weeks worth of non of, of total freezing weather, and everything yeah. fr- freezes over. It's typical Chicago. It doesn't snow for the longest time, and then it's like, oh yeah, here we go, frozen over. Yeah, there was like, <laughs> it seemed like there was no middle ground between like December. I don't know about you guys. I got no snow, no snow in northern oh, Indiana. Yeah, no, and then as it. soon as the New Year's hit, they're like ice, sleet, snow. You're getting all of it, and it's gonna be fucking four degrees outside. Like, what the hell, man? You didn't even. Yeah, no, it's uh, it sucked. I mean, it, it was nice without the snow. But then again, we like to snowboard, so like we were like, let's go. We need some snow for Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this no. is not the not the snow we're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's jump right into it. So the first question um, we like to ask here on the Toon Junkies podcast is, what is the most silly slash sketchy thing you've ever jerry-rigged? So, for instance, uh, recently the inverter in my TV went out. Um, so, like, it it's still on, but it's not bright anymore. So you have to, like, get up with a flashlight to see the image. So it, it it's it's broken. But... 
and until I get it fixed, I wrapped a white sheet around the TV and I'm just flashing a projector onto the white sheet, <laughs> which seems really like it's silly to me because it's a TV that I'm using as a screen to watch TV. And it's just, it's very like, it's like a Russian doll, but for screen. <laughs> Um, okay, I, off the top of my head, man, I can't think of anything that I've, I'm not very good at fixing things, to be honest with you. This, um, this is perfect. That means you probably did something poorly once. <laughs> <laughs> I think this one time, okay, this is musical, so I was playing Reggie's once with mm -hmm. one of my older bands, and uh, it was this cool show that one of the colleges was sponsoring, and like, they were doing, they were live streaming it with like really professional cameras and their whole like film crew and everything. And my yeah. band was headlining it and it was like a really like we had like an hour set so we get to play all of our songs and like three songs in one of the camera people steps on the back of my pedal board and breaks the input of it which ba and I was running a modeler so basically this pedal controlled everything I did. Like oh no and that was like two songs into the set and I was already stressed out because it was being filmed it was just so we had to like duct tape it on camera like it really quickly in between <laughs> songs and uh, it, it got us through the set but man it was stressful it was really stressful oh my gosh oh, that's crazy yeah <clears throat> like, you, like you had one job and that was to not step <laughs> on my pedal board. to not break the thing you wanted me to come here to do that's funny. Yeah. So that was good times. What about you, Sesco? Uh, I feel like I remember in high school probably, like having a guitar where you rip the strap out uh, <laughs> of the guitar and being like a broke 15-year-old, 16-year-old kid, like not knowing how to fix it. And you just take a bunch of duct tape and you just duct tape <laughs> to the bottom of the guitar. And then you have that moment where you put the guitar on and then you're like, is this going to hold? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's the most genuine. That's so funny. Now I feel left out that my story didn't include duct tape. I feel like... <laughs> Next time, next time I'll come with a duct tape story, I promise. Always keep a roll of duct tape on you as a musician. That's the, <laughs> that's the key to this. That's that's good information for the file. New listeners oh, sure. and uh, new band members, uh, make sure you keep duct tape with you at all times. So that's actually not the first question we actually liked, actually like to ask here. The first question we actually ask is, what was your first experience with live music? whether it was a concert or a, a local show. <laughs> Shit, uh, man. Go ahead. Live, like, show music was in grammar school, and I went, like, during Christmas time to see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Nice. Hell yeah. It was cool. Like, the seats were, like, pretty good, and it was just, like, this big, like, anyone's ever seen it, this big, crazy, like, rock orchestra. Mm -hmm. And I got a freaking drumstick from the drummer that <laughs> Oh my god. god. That's so sick. First experience. I'm, <laughs> I'm kinda jealous. My dad showed me the Trans Siberian Orchestra when I was a small kid. He had a cassette tape of a Trans Siberian Orchestra like uh set, I guess. And I remember I remember listening to that in a Chevy Lumina van. <laughs> Thing with had a huge fucking windshield. Um, wasn't like the guy from Sabotage the guy who started that? Does, do you know anything about like those classic rock bands? 
I'm pretty sure, like, I know, like, something with Trans-Siberian Orchestra is connected to some old-school 80s band that started it. But maybe I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I honestly, you could have made anything up right there, and I would have believed you. I would have believed you. All right, you. I'm pretty sure that's right. I'm going to fact-check it by the end of this episode. <laughs> Not if that it I matters. Get, if I get angry emails, I'm going to send them all your way. Be like, no, no, no. I didn't know. I Pretty didn't know. Pretty sure it was this band called Sabotage. My dad was a, is a big fan. And uh, yeah, good times. Okay, so mine, I'll talk. Okay. I mean, my first real show I considered to be Linkin Park, Meteora Ooh. Tour 2004. Oh, all my State God. Arena. Dude, it was, that show changed my my life oh so good i mean they Bro, played that's all- like primo era oh yeah it was the only time i ever saw league of park and it was like just i mean i was huge into league of park that was like mm-hmm. the, the thing right uh you know chester was just like my idol back then it was awesome but actually my first real one my my uh, my mom surprised me when i was young it took me to an in-sync show Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> hell yeah. That's fucking sweet. I don't remember any of it. I don't remember oh, a no. second of it. Yeah, it was like I'm like after it was after No Strings Attached. I still remember. I remember this. It was for Pop Rock and it was at Sub, uh, Subterranean. Yeah, right. It was at um, <laughs> it was at Soldier Field and we were just like on the roof, basically. Oh, and, my God. Uh, I don't remember anything, but it was a great show. <laughs> like I did the, the, from the emotions I remember feeling. <laughs> He was literally so overwhelmed with good feelings that it was completely wiped from his memory. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good times. That's crazy. Those are uh, so. <laughs> those are very interesting takes. Did either of those uh, um, moments like impact you to the point where you're like, having seen this, I want to do something in this realm as well? I mean, I think seeing in sync made me want to start uh, a pop punk boy band, which is basically what we are. <laughs> Bro, I still want to be in a pop uh, boy band because of in sync and or Backstreet Boys and or Ninety Eight Degrees. Pick one; it doesn't matter. They're oh, for sure, love they, them all. Yeah, they were killer. Um, so let's let's take it all the way back to when the band came together, which I believe the internet told me was twenty eighteen. How did you guys come together? Well, uh, me and Bobby started jamming for a bit, and then uh, we were just in between drummers, I think, at the time, just trying to figure out our sound. And eventually, uh, Sasquatch, I mean, me, Bobby, and Sasquatch, Bobby's the bassist, and uh, Sasquatch is right here. Uh, we, go, we go back like, to like, high school, and Bobby mm-hmm. and Sasquatch go back even further. So we've all been like good friends for a long time. So that all just kind of came together naturally. Like we were jamming, we were looking for another guitarist. Sasquatch was like, "Yeah, let's do it." So um, then eventually we found Alex. Uh, to he was the drummer on the sophomore EP. So we found him somewhere in 2000, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, how it all came together. Um, what was it about you guys uh, uh, that? push you to want to make start making music i know we mentioned earlier just literally a little a few minutes ago about uh lincoln park and trans-siberian orchestra and nsync how they were huge influences on your musical aspirations like um, influences Sasquatch, yeah. why don't you talk about it i don't know like uh i just always been kind of into music and piano or just like doing the pencil beats at school you know 
and the guitar always felt like like the most accessible instrument. Mm-hmm. So we're just listening to like the Blink One Eighty Two stuff, Data Remember, and it was just it just so happened like picking up the guitar and just getting into all this stuff and I guess just the friends I had around me always were kind of musicians and we all kind of just taught each other how to play and it just kind of grew into now I know how to play guitar and I can't stop playing guitar and <laughs> being involved in music. Did you guys pick up your like respective instruments when you decided to form the band or was it something like you've been playing for a couple years and then we came together? Uh, I learned it. I think I've been playing for a while before. Mm-hmm. He's probably more like. I remember. Yeah, I remember when Sasko didn't play guitar actually, and then you like <laughs> you picked up the guitar and you were like better than everybody really fast. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, he's not he's not better than me, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm totally joking. Sasquale, guitar off. We see we we are a really good trade off because Sasko like when we go into the studio. He just got like the the rhythms down, and I suck at tracking rhythms. I'm just terrible at rhythms. <laughs> like I'm a shredder. Like I have a metal background, mm-hmm. and uh, and I do the lead thing. And Sasquatch does like the chuggy, keeping it the rhythm section tight. And I couldn't do that to save my life. So that's like a good trade off we have. But I've been playing guitar for a, quite a long time. Like I was like. 12 or 13 or something just my whole life my dad was always a musician so like he was in like prog metal and stuff and uh-huh, that was kind of my nice. inspiration yeah for sure like i started off shredding that's all i did was shredding and scales it's funny how i ended up in a pop punk band <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, d- did I, you I grow think... up hearing a lot of rush well, more like dream theater you ever oh dream, dream theater, theater. Yeah, yeah oh yeah yeah i love dream theater like my dad loved dream theater uh yes was a big was a big one yep yeah. Uh, but yeah, some, some rush too, you know, the, the hits. The hits, of course. So, um, one of the questions, well, it's all it's a, one of the questions I'm always super curious about is, um, how did you guys decide on the band name? What is it that landed everyone on deciding on fluorescence? <laughs> I love this. Uh, I love this one. <laughs> um, Okay, so Bobby was like in a band back in the day called Fluorescence, and we just really liked it, so we rolled with it. Uh, technically, I guess we still had the rights since Bobby was in the band. Um, Before yeah. I think it was the since though, like that band. Yeah. Okay, so we dropped the the like like in the social network, mm-hmm. we just dropped the the, and uh, we rolled with Fluorescence. So it's an evolution of that. Very cool. Very, what is it that um, like? What does the name fluorescence mean to you? Because like I immediately think of like a fluorescent light bulb, like a, a a source of light. Is that what? Yeah, I mean, at first it was very like, what, like what can, how can we bend this and make it like mean a million different things? Right. Um, at the end of the day, it's just kind of a cool, really hard to spell word. Like oh really, my God, it really is. freaking hard to spell. It's been a nightmare, um, to say the least. I mean, like the probably in the top ten most misspelled words of all time, but um, yeah, I mean, like we've kind of rolled with like, the the light thing. Sorry, what'd you say? I said fluorescence feels just like a vibe, like yeah. the energy that like we emit of like 
a combination of different things, just the flow mm-hmm. and the rest of the essence is just the flow essence. Yeah, we, we technically like we, we we encourage people to cause flow, which flow. also makes it even more difficult to spell fluorescence because yeah. the U comes before the O. Yeah, like, I know. every time I've spelled it out, I'm like, why does it say flower? Why isn't it F L O O R? Why isn't it fluorescence and not flowerescence? I'll never not quadruple check my spelling, especially when I'm sending out when I'm sending out emails. Like it's mm-hmm. it's, it's a, the eternal struggle, but it really just fits us, man. Like we really, we really like the name, and I feel like it's a name that we can kind of evolve with, and it doesn't mm-hmm. like strictly like it's not like you know too pop punk where we couldn't venture out of the pop punk world if we wanted to you know right. uh yeah spoiler warning <laughs> <laughs> i uh uh oh no i was gonna say something what was i gonna say oh yeah it's one of those words that like the longer i look at it the more incorrect it looks spelled like every time i look at it i'm like there's no way that's right there's no way that that's spelled correctly but the U and O will do dance. We'll, 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 we'll do around each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, if my memory serves me correctly, I believe, uh, your cover of mood was the song that brought you into my bubble. Um, I think I saw the music video on Facebook and was like, holy shit, this fucking slaps. Who the hell are these guys? Um, <laughs> I was actually, I was actually two-stepping to it earlier, and I—I uh, I, my cat can confirm that I was doing it. Will he? No, Probably wait, there's no not. video, though? There's, we got to no. see a video. <laughs> Bro, I've, listen, I have tried countless times to get my cat to record me doing goofy shit, but he does not care. He just doesn't care. So. It's your job to put a GoPro on him. <laughs> oh, dude, okay, so... I have been, I think there's one account on TikTok where they gave their cat like a camera on its collar and they just let it go. And then when they bring it back, they look at all the footage and it's adorable. Just. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Uh, so let's, um, let's jump into the biz, right? Last month, you guys put out a new EP called Ultra Violet. Um, the artwork on it is absolutely amazing, and that's the first thing I want to ask: is who did the artwork? It goes by Trashy Boy Illustrations. Trashy um, Boy I, Illustrations, I love that trashy, name. Trashy, yeah. Let me uh, let me see if I can. It's been a minute since we've we've spoken with him. Let me see if I can check his. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Liam Wood. Liam yeah, I mean, Wood. You could find you could find him online through Trashy Boy Illustrations. Fair enough. His well, page isn't even popping up. Maybe he's taking a break. Or trash I, boy. I, I did see a lot of people uh, taking breaks from social media the last, like... I got him. Last... Liam, yeah, Liam Wood, like I said. Bet. Liam Wood, yeah. awesome. Yeah, he Good did job, all the Liam. Yeah, he kicked ass. He did all the artwork for Locked Away, Back From... Oh, not Back From... What am I saying? Locked Away, uh, what was the other one? Burnout. And now we had... Uh, um, some, he had some sick artwork for Autopilot, too. But we mm-hmm. decided to just leave autopilot as an album track and not release it as a single mm-hmm. but uh yeah we might have to just share that because it's just fucking super cool you know well unless it has the name uh uh autopilot on it you could always recycle it and use it for something else yeah no nah, we might just like you know just share it just because it's cool art just be like use hey, it just, use it for like... runescape girlfriend bro use it for <laughs> maybe runescape if we, maybe girlfriend. if you write a b-side for 
Nah, we're we're already working on the next stuff, but we'll probably we share go. it just so so the world can see it. Fair enough. I uh, so tell me about how did we land on the name Ultraviolet? Like, what is it? Is it just like due to the artwork, or what's the? Is it a, a sciency reference, or what? What's the case with Ultraviolet? Uh. It's a, it's a lyric in one of the songs, uh, Autopilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the lyrics goes, I've been spending too much time in the ultraviolet. And we were just kind of like looking for like cool words or whatever. Like we, we we went through a few different things for this EP, trying to figure out what, what sounded right, what felt right. And uh, we landed on ultraviolet, which I felt like was fitting because a lot of the production scattered on the songs here has a lot of like atmosphere and spacey qualities you'll notice uh, mm-hmm. so it kind of just fit that overall theme uh, of us kind yeah. of like going to space <laughs> of us going to space hell yeah it's like it's kind of cool like it's if you notice at the end of caught up like it's just got that sound of like a spaceship taking off and then it's just like white noise fading out and then also there's a lot of just like cool like spacey production sprinkled in mm-hmm. so so it was fitting for that I was going to say, I just feel like it's like, felt like with this new EP, we were trying to like really step our game up here. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. So space stuff. You said space stuff. Uh, did you guys hear about the telescope that they launched on Christmas day? The James Actually, Webb? Actually, I did. I did hear James about Webb that. Tel- yeah. Briefly from a coworker. Yeah. Do you want to hear something? I'll, I'll share one cool, very interesting fact about the James Webb telescope. So. The Hubble Telescope, which was recent, was our was like the last biggest telescope we had out in space, right? Well, this one is a hundred times stronger than that one, and can see. Uh, I think the number is thirteen point nine million, possibly billion years into the beginning of the galaxy. Um, so, yeah, and it'll be strong enough that it should be able to detect life like, in space. Like- brain (laughs) this is happening in our lifetime dog like that's super cool you know i kind of hope they keep it a secret though (laughs) i i kind of don't want to know i want to be like i want to be at the end of my life like really like close to the end of my life and then for them to like be like by the way like and then that's it and a cliffhanger oh (laughs) no i don't want that hell no oh man i don't know i just hope they find our music (laughs) (laughs) put that on a space probe put the put ultraviolet on a space probe and send it out into i just can't like think about space without my brain just getting so overloaded you know there's just it's just so big and vast and there's just so much going on it's just like sometimes i'd prefer to just be ignorant have you ever have you seen the movie Interstellar? Yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> so one of my favorite things about that movie is how it like really solidifies that time isn't really a thing. It's only based on like our gravity and like that scene where they go to that planet that's really close to a black hole and the gravity's really yeah. intense. So uh-huh. when they land on the planet, um, they're only there for what like four hours or something. And they come Age back. like a bunch, right? And when they get back to the spaceship, it's been six years. And they were like, we didn't think you were coming back. And he was like, dude, my alarm didn't even go off yet. Oh, my gosh. That shit's wild to me. Watch that again. Like, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. And I know that movie's so great. Good. 
You know, you should sure. check out you should check out Ricky Jab. Uh, if you're on TikTok, you're on TikTok, right? Oh yeah. Okay, this dude Ricky Jab. He does a lot of Pop Goes Punk covers. You probably have seen some of his work before. Yeah. But he just put out an Interstellar, uh, like the main theme. He did a guitar version of it, and it's super yeah. sick. You oh, check it out. Sweet. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. Just uh, this might be. So I've been taking a break off TikTok. I go like through like cycles of it um on and off of it Same. right now it's been on and off but you may have just given me the the green light to get back addicted to tiktok and spending hours and hours Come up on, on spotify it. he's on spotify you don't even have to go to tiktok I agree there we with go you, i like I that space stuff is out of the way so um i did have a question now that you guys have been uh getting at it for about four years or so right is it coming on four years now yeah we're about four years i was thinking about that earlier yeah four years um, from your first EP, Losing Sleep, to Dead End Conversations, to now, Ultraviolet, how have you seen, heard, or felt the band grow? It just levels up every time. Like, I feel like with each new EP or record we come out with, like, you hear more of, like, each of our influences growing. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like on, on record one, it was like, I'll say it was a lot of Tyler and then like on record two, like I feel like it gets kicked up with like a lot of Bobby stuff and the Bobby's vocals start becoming like a thing. Yes. And record two, like now I have a lot of vocals coming in here and like some of the songs like I, you know, had a huge influence on or whatever. So I feel like as like the album, we were able to like work as a team better and just like incorporate everything that we all want. And like, as, like starting out with our last one it's like now we've done this two times like we know how to go in the studio mm -hmm. and knock stuff out and how we write our songs and what we know is going to fit in here and it's just like it's just like we're getting hot now you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. we're getting flowing and we're we're just getting hot in the season uh for the past couple of days i've been listening to your discography from like uh losing sleep to now and it's so i love doing that because i like hearing how the band progresses and from losing sleep to ultraviolet you guys are like so precise and it sounds like you know exactly what you're shooting for and you know exactly how to like chisel down your weapon into the sharp knife that you're wanting for sure okay but what'd you think of losing sleep <laughs> <laughs> so sasco made a point like that is definitely a very that was very me like record we were in a weird time and uh like our drummer just quit and I was like, dude, I like, I gotta finish this. If I don't finish this EP, like we're gonna, like, who knows? You know what I mean? So like I finished it, you know what I mean? I made so, it happen. You, are you asking me for my honest opinion? Cause I'll give it to you. I <laughs> will tell you. Okay. Is that your, is that your guys' first EP like ever? The first uh, attempt yeah, the first music. thing ever. And that's exactly what it is. It, it sounds exactly like that and that's, and that's that's it. Like it's it's pretty it's solid for a first attempt, but like it's a first attempt, and it's go. I can play a song. It's better than a lot of first attempts. I'll give you that. It's better than my first attempts of my first band. Like, so it's commendable in that sense. But I really, it's really, it's really is impressive to hear from losing sleep to where you guys are sure. now. And it's only been what f going on four years. Like that's really impressive. Like. Good job to you guys. 100%. In those years, like COVID and switching some members here and there, it's like, mm, yeah. you got to push through some stuff. Oh, yeah. Talk about, that... Let me talk about losing sleep some more. 
Let's do it. No, I didn't. Totally I didn't prepare any questions for it, but I'm down. I'm down to listen. <laughs> no, I, no. It's, I, you know what I? Th- my personal opinion on is is uh, on on losing sleep because I, I actually went and listened to it today, and I don't listen yeah. to it a lot anymore because I've it's it's old. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's, we've come such a long way, and it's uh, you know, there's just we've learned a lot. But what mm-hmm. I do like about that, like the fir- like the fir- the fact that it's the first EP is like the rawness of it. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Absolutely, like, it's uh, it's like the uncut gem. It is the it is the uh, raw ore that is fluorescence, right? And I remember like the when we were first getting it all mixed and stuff. Like that was the first time, for, at least for me, going through that whole process of mixing, getting it mastered, just mm-hmm. everything. And I just had so many like things that so many imperfections that I saw in it that today i was like dude i'm so glad we didn't we left it like it's just so imperfectly like good to me you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah so i was gonna that's say that's all i want to say about that <laughs> uh what is it that came out in 2019 so 19 so in two years you could just re-record it and like update it so do it like what silverstein did when their redo album and they just re-recorded old songs and made a new I'm- I've thought about that too. Remaster, like I still think yeah. the place is like freaking hit, bro. Yeah, yeah, I think a few of the other songs are, are a little bit too out there for us now. Yeah, uh, but we still jam complacent every show. Like that's that's the hometown, you know, banger. Everybody, right. like on that first, like I'm fixated. Like I don't even say it anymore because everybody just screams it louder than me. Mm-hmm. So it's cool that we still have that, like that love for that song the rest of them you know we, we like them like you know we go back we've played them so many times but you know we complacent i could see us doing complacent again yeah it's, hard. always remember where you come hey we started we started here not knowing nothing we had to yeah i I, th- I think we just learned how to be a better band and mm-hmm. less of like a less of like you know you know this is we all just kind of learned how to collaborate and that's mm-hmm. i think what ultraviolet represents i think that's just like the ultimate co- collaboration album of like us bouncing off vocals and sounding like we do live because we do that a lot live uh mm-hmm. you know it's just like well, our music is very demanding instrumentally and vocally so like we have to do that live we call audibles live <laughs> like if if i'm running out of breath i'll tap on Sasquatch's shoulder i'm like dude take this verse please <laughs> like i need a verse i'm out <laughs> I, exactly like so like ultraviolet represents that and just like what we want to continue to grow into but it's also got one more thing about that it's also got like this old school kind of punky vibe to it like we we consider dead end conversations more the easy core ep it mm-hmm. had more breakdowns a lot more of that but like ultraviolet was just like had that old school fast driving punk sound like the guitar yes. tones were like that hot hot pickup sound it wasn't so much like an active pickup sound so there right. was just a lot of attention put into it when it pays off it sounds the the record sounds really good you guys like it's solid it's very tight i'm really excited to see how you're going to outdo this one right unrelated but when i was like typing out my notes um i botched the typing of the word ultraviolet and it like put a k in there but what it auto corrected it to was ultra ravioli and now i can't stop thinking about what the fuck ultra ravioli is that's so funny because i just had a bunch of ravioli before this oh i'm exactly where i'm supposed to be right now oh my goodness it's those aliens man 
So let's let's jump into the the new the new EP, shall we? The opening track is a real adventure, right? Uh, the timing of the lyrical delivery is so much fun. Like at first when I heard the the chorus, it's like I just want to be alone, and I was like, okay, I can get in this, and then it's with you, and I'm like, oh no, that what happened to the like we were gonna do the solitude thing, and now 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 we're bringing somebody <laughs> in. I really like that it's like jumping around with that. I I enjoyed that a lot. I uh, it was also the in what seemed like uh, indecisiveness between the you can't help me, I'm not broken, which is immediately followed by save me from myself. So it's almost like a push away, but like come here uh, are you scissoring your fingers right now? I, I just want to say thank you for like looking into the lyrics i think you're the first oh. person who's like interviewed us on a record who's like put out some lyrics and that's that's cool i think that's why i caught it is because i identify with this person in the song where it's like i hate people but also i want you to love me face you can yeah. be right here but don't be gone for too long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel, it, it sounds like a cat wrote this song. It's like, love me, but don't fucking touch me, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good comparison. It's an adventure, man. And uh, it's funny because when we were talking about like music video ideas for this song, which, you know, the one we landed on was pretty cool. But like at, at first we had this idea where we're like, we're all trying to like me, Bobby and Sasquatch, since we all sing, we're like maybe going after the same girl and in a way, it almost sounds like we're all pitching our like our own way of trying to get this girl, right? Mm-hmm. So there's like I feel like there's a bunch of different ways to listen to Locked Away, but it also mm-hmm. it could be like a quarantine jam, you know what I mean? Like we definitely wrote it in quarantine, so yeah, nailed so. it. That's yeah. uh, that's a question I have down the road. It was uh, where is it? Somewhere in here. Maybe I maybe Particular I just song. maybe I just thought about it. oh here no I skipped over the note it said did you do the writing for this EP during last year's lockdown by chance because all the song titles could also be things that are attributed to like COVID quarantine and lockdown stuff yeah uh, like a coincidence thing going on because yeah. I remember dormancy like we wrote dormancy before COVID hit and then we released it like right when COVID started. Everybody, <laughs> perfect, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. dormant in state of Are we blaming you for COVID, bro? Is that is that what we're coming coming across right now? Don't tell Joe Rogan. Um, where was I at? Oh, bu- 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 oh. Um, and then on the third track, you mention uh, autopilot. Uh, you mention um, spending too much time on autopilot. So one of the things that I'm really curious about is what do your guys's meat suits do when they're on autopilot? <laughs> meat suits. Yeah. What does your meat suit do when it goes on autopilot? Loaded question. I feel like. Oh man! <laughs> it, just Dude, so I'm... you know, if you want to say anything like crazy. Let me know. I'll bleep it out. I'll leave it in so it like the the story is there, but I'll bleep it out so people can just fill in random shit, whatever they want. You're like, I was gonna keep it PG thirteen. Uh, no, I'm. Uh... This is not a family show. Say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. Um, nah, I've. Uh... Dude, honestly, I'm just like always thinking about music and like the band and marketing and, and business and just like tours and I just like it's just like ninety eight percent of like what i am thinking about all the time mm-hmm. i can't it's like an addiction i don't know 
and it's the most like the best addiction though um but that's what i think about like if i'm i tend to write music like, every day so i usually like will like go about my day writing lyrics in my head or something like that mm-hmm. so that's kind of what i do so it's not such a bad thing are you guys both uh lyric writers by chance yeah pretty yeah. much okay we try, we try to get together as much as we can to do lyrics it's tough um, sometimes <laughs> Yeah, so I have a question since everybody that's talking is a writer. What do you do? What's your little routine to try and break out of a writer's block? Taking a break, just like kind of stepping away from it. Mm-hmm. Like me and Ty will go in the studio a lot and like we'll pick a day where we're saying, okay, let's just like write some hooks, write some verses and choruses. And we'll, you know, we'll start writing, writing and we'll get on like a good track. But then there's a point where it just Bro, you need to stop before you start forcing it. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up with like trash. You can come up with like a whole chorus and then like say you get stuck on your verse. I'm like, dude, we just take a time out. But like yeah. I feel like we try not to like force it when you're like having that writer's block is the best. You you can come up with spontaneous things, I feel like, all the time that are gonna be hot, but once you start like trying to push yourself meet a deadline or just like much like it's not going to come out organically and naturally mm-hmm. and you're going to listen to it today and be like that was hot garbage yeah <laughs> that's hot garbage that's one thing i've learned uh through my writing is that like randomly i get struck with the the like inspiration to write and it just like it goes and it's perfect and i'm like i have to stop what i'm doing and write it down and then just let it go and go and go until it stops. And I, that's what I liked what you said where you just got to like stop, leave it, and then just wait for it to come back up into your brain. For sure. Like the how the song goes like in your head, like just like you have that like daily freestyle going in your head, just like at work or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just, come out, you just got to let it leave it alone. Stop for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because, like you mentioned, like when you like you, when the inspiration hits, you feel like you need to like get it all down, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like that's how I am with my songwriting. Like I don't just write like when I get inspiration, write one song. I sit down and I write like seven skeletons of songs. Mm-hmm. It's yep. just like it, it's I, in. I mean, I love it. This is like I never regret the time I spend working or writing music. It's the one thing I just always will feel happy and passionate about. But sometimes it's just like I look at like how many freaking songs I have, and it's tough because I'll try to pitch them to these guys, and they're like, "Dude, like you pitched us like seven songs in like <laughs> the last seven days." It's, you it's, pitched it's, us a fucking record, bro. Slow down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Yeah, I uh, I always get like when it come when it, it's basically like um, how, what's what's an analogy I could use? It's like. Uh, not to quote Led Zeppelin, but it's like when the levee breaks, right? Like it just pours out. But like it oftentimes for me, it's like a bunch of different things. So instead of it just being like one topic that could be one song, it's like all the topics that I end up just having to like spew the little chunks of it all together on one thing. And then I cut it up and I'm like, okay, this can go into this song. This has got to be something totally different because this is about space and that's not going to fit. <laughs> so, so it just, I, I'm i always curious about everybody's like writing uh, surges because sometimes I feel like I'm crazy, but when I ask like writers, they're always like, no, yeah, that is how it's, that's how it is for yeah. me. I'm like, okay, good. 
Oh, Dude, we're all so the, we're all just crazy. Great. The crazier the better, man. Like that's that is, you know. But it's all except for like okay, I do feel like with pop punk you gotta you gotta be somewhat grounded sometimes. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, yeah. You gotta keep it a little bit like not all the time, but like surface level. You can't get like too like, you know, like metaphor I mean you can, but you gotta just you know, I don't know. I feel like the Wonder Years. Do you like do you listen to the Wonder Years at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wonder were really good with like getting kind of like the creative writing aspect into their lyrics without just being super like over the top with it yeah. you know you got to keep it like people like why do people listen to pop punk i mean they they want something to relate to it's very like emotive and like in the moment feeling you know so you just mm-hmm. gotta like you gotta keep all that in mind um so then uh burnout i want to talk about burnout a little bit so it says one of my one of the lyrics in that song is so you know you're always welcome to change your tune and change the outcome. Oh, and I really <laughs> like that line because it's true. Like like all the I enjoy this because our words and our thoughts really do have a huge impact on our reality, right? Like if you see if you're wearing the rose-colored glasses, you know, everything is honky-dory. Uh, that mm-hmm. I don't know why I used honky dory. I think that's the only time I've ever said that in my whole life. That's um, cool, David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, David Bowie. But like, or if you're, you know, always the pessimist, like, oh well, it's not going to work out for me. It's like it's almost, uh, what do they call that? Um, the law of attraction, right? If you think it's not going to work out, and you're constantly telling yourself it's not going to work out, it's not going to work out. It's a self fulfilling prophecy. But if you change your tune, you can change the outcome. I like that you, you took that in an optimistic way. Because <laughs> I think entre- when we were writing the lyrics to that song, and it's not, it, it was more just like we need like an in-your-face like kind of song. And that's what mm-hmm. Burnout was supposed to. I mean, don't fucking doubt us. Like, come on. Like, that was supposed to be the in-your-face song. So, But I'm glad you got something like optimistic from it. Listen, I, I am also glad I got something optimistic because... I have been a, a sad little emo boy for most of my life, and now I'm 30, bro, and I got to turn a fucking page. I got to change my life. I got to do something else, man. Gotta come, over to the po- come over to the pop punk side, man. <laughs> I may have to. I may have to switch genres completely. <laughs> Never too late. <laughs> um, uh, let me... Uh, I was... I'm going to be honest. I thought burnout was absolutely going to be something totally different like i i read burnout because like i was re i was looking through the song titles right um hold on let me look let me actually look right at them so i can get back into the same mindset that i was when i was looking at it. um go to album locked away best years autopilot burnout caught up all those words to me look like quarantine locked away best years oh i'm stuck in my house when i'm in my mid-20s that sucks autopilot i'm doing the same shit every fucking day burnout i've been smoking weed every fucking day in lockdown caught up i've i've caught up all my tv shows because i've been locked inside for fucking four months that's so fucking funny and i would that's that's why when you were like, oh yeah, we did this during lockdown. I was like, it oh, makes no. perfect sense. I fucking see all the I, all the signs are right there. It's so funny. I'm never gonna think of caught up the same again. <laughs> I don't know why that's the first thing. Well, it's because of the like the progression. I was like, oh, and then I was like caught up. Oh yeah, I'm caught up on all my shows. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's super super clever. 
Well, it's funny because the song, like, it should be called Losing Sleep. I feel like, feel like it's... <laughs> I mean, we wrote this song before. That was the first ever song we ever wrote, to be honest with you. Yeah? Uh, yeah, it, it was the first really shitty demo that we put out, and it's hopefully not no, nowhere on the internet anymore. Oh, um, now I'm going to look for it. But then Alex joined up, and he was like, he really liked it. And so He's we, like, we don't do the song. <laughs> yeah, so, so we did it. Um, and you know, I'm glad we did it. Made for a nice, a nice closer. Um, caught out is like pretty sick. Like, it's like all atmospheric and angelic, and like the chorus and all the vocals like melt to each other. It's kind of really super duper nicely. I yeah. think the it's like the best final chorus we have in any of our songs. It's just like the way it it like it's like a boy. Like, <laughs> It's just in like sync. the way this like is the, the in sync inspiration for sure. Yeah, I mean it's it's a bit like I mean we've had the song forever, so I can't like be like fully excited like I used to be about it. Right. But like I'm glad we did it, and I do. I really think it made for a great closer on this record. It, it was a good place for it. Yeah, I uh, you'd mentioned the like atmospheric, you know, uh, the full the fullness of the song. That was one of the aspects I heard throughout the the record that I was like, this is this is a very this is a whole other dynamic they've added to their sound, just like oh, the atmosphere and the ambience, and not just the you know the instruments and the vocals. They're adding a whole other layer to their music, and that's that's one of the things I th- I'm like they're growing and they're only gonna get better because they're starting to like un- not necessarily understand because that sounds kind of judgy, but like they're starting to piece together that there are other things that they can add to the music that makes it bigger and more dynamic. Yeah, sure. exactly, exactly. We're, we're becoming veterans in the league. It's like we were rookies. Like we had talent. We were rookie year. Like mm-hmm. we could hit, we could catch. Because like there's more stuff to the game. As like the seasons come on, like we started figuring out how to like fine tune and how to play the game, how to record and how to work together. Yes. yes. I uh I'm I. I don't want to get too optimistic. You know, I may need to stay in my emo lane for the time being. But I have. With this record, I think you guys will do pretty well this year. I saw that. Um, what uh, are you guys signed by any by chance? No, we're pretty DIY, man. We've done okay. it all ourselves. <laughs> that's that's what I thought. But I was I was on your Instagram. I saw that Ghost Killer Entertainment follows you. Yeah, we've worked with them a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're some good friends. Oh, they they do the 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 pop punk or the covers, don't they? They have like a. Yeah, yeah, like we've done quite, we've done a, a, a bunch of premieres with them. Yeah, and they've they've just been super supportive of us hmm. um, since since we started working with them. So yeah, some real cool dudes. I think your work ethic and the fact that you have been doing everything on your own and you've gone from losing sleep to ultraviolet and now in the the time span that you have, I think that is a huge selling point for like labels because they're like, oh look, these guys will just do everything for us so like we don't have to do shit like we all we got to do is sign them and they'll do all the work <laughs> yeah sign us and get our music in front of people man as yeah. many people as we can studio money a van yeah book me and i got you like yeah my, my. that's what you that's how you pitch it it could be a lot well um so i've been doing this spiel for uh I think, you know what? 
I think we might be of the same age. I think our little babies may be of the same age. Your band is going on four years. I think the podcast is going on four years. Sick. Um, but I know bands. If you're looking for places to get out of here for, like you know, uh, up in Detroit and Kalamazoo and Grand Rapids and Indianapolis and uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, like I, we're actually doing a run with Stop, Drop, Rewind. I know you're <gasps> friends with them. Yeah. yeah, I love those guys. We're going to have them up. We haven't announced the show yet, but they're coming up to Chicago in March. <gasps> and we're running to Detroit and uh, working on a Kalamazoo gig. So oh my that pans God. out. Where, uh, Where you at? Let's bro, get us I, up. I was going to say, let me fucking, I want to come to Chicago and see you guys and Stop, Drop, Rewind. I love those guys. Yeah. Uh, March 6th, low-key. Uh, as is stated in your song, Best Years, you guys aren't afraid of what's next. Well, I'll bite. What is next for fluorescence? Well, we're writing right now. I'll tell you guys, we've got a new hit. It's going to drop coming out this year, 22. Can't tell you exactly when, but uh, we're working on some fine stuff. We've got some out-of-town stuff going on, so everybody that's not in Chicago, come on down because it's going to be a party. <laughs> Um, we're growing fans. We want to, we want to really interact with everybody. That's like a huge thing. It's just like talking to our fans, going where they are, hearing what they want, trying to get new merch for everybody. Cause we want to have everybody swagged out their nice, cool fluorescence gear and really just growing and doing the big thing. Ooh, what, yeah. we want and what you guys want. That's what we're all about this coming year. I think. Hell yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I have to see you guys. That's the thing. But now that I know you're going to be doing a little run with Stop, Drop, Rewind, I promise you, you will see me. I'm going to find you guys. You're not going to get rid of me. Heck yeah, man. Just let us know. If you're for sure coming, we'll just put you on the list. Oh, I'm going to get on the list? Oh! Put on the list. You you interview us, you get put on the list. That's oh, the my thing. gosh. What an honor. I'm about to like walk up and be like, um, I'm on the list. <laughs> and they're going to be like, uh, there's not one. <laughs> Well, guys, it's been a wonderful time talking to you. It's been so great to meet you, and I'm super excited for the future of everything that is fluorescence. Now, where can the people find and follow everything that is fluorescence? We got a link tree on our Instagram bio. That's got all the hot links, so do that. Mm -hmm. uh, just social media. Just look up Fluorescence Chicago. That's your best way to find us. If you can spell it correctly, that's the real test. Spell it correctly. We're <laughs> actually your... one of, I think we're the first thing that pops up when you click fluorescence. I'm you cool. are. Yeah. We worked hard for that. <laughs> I know. I uh, When I first started, it was us, the podcast, and then there was like a Toon Junkies weekend. There was like some boomer music festival that happened <laughs> and like, what are the fucking chances? It's only taken me three years to remove them from the Google search, right? So when you Google Toon Junkies, it's only me, motherfucker. I did Hell. it. I cleaned the page. It's just me. Love it. Good shit. Good for you. <laughs> I have advice on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listener, you can find and follow us. You know, you know the drill. Uh, as I just said, I'm the only thing that comes up if you Google Toon Junkies. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, if you would like to reach me personally, you can leave me alone. But if you must <laughs> be involved with my life, you can find me on Instagram at Chris and Kitty or on TikTok at Dat Boy Pit 6. 
Now, the very last thing we do here on the show, tell me what you've been listening to lately. Pull out whatever streaming service you use and shit. unveil the truth. Don't okay. be making up shit. Just like, if you listen to Taylor Swift, tell me you listen to Taylor Swift. I just recently got into her, so. She's great. I love Taylor Swift. Are either um, of you John Mayer fans? John Mayer, I do. I do. Okay, good, good. I am so like, gay uh, for that man. Dude, Dude, Neon is, Neon is one of my favorite songs. <gasps> yeah, that riff, dude. Oh, that so Bro, amazing. I've been, I've been digging into Green Day's like first two albums, like uh, yeah. Smooth Out, Slappy Hours, and uh, Kerplunk. I've yep. never gave those any any change, any time, and I've just like, mm-hmm. for some reason, I've just really been into early Green Day. So that's my, my, my songs. Hell yeah. I don't own I a single to- Green Day mm-hmm. record, and I'm mad about it. Sorry, go ahead, Saskal. All the time. But I listened to Rematch and Action Adventure. Got flame new stuff. Check it out. Yeah. I'm listening to the same Fall Out Boy 2 albums. From Under the Cork Tree, Take This to Your Grave. You already know that's going to be a hit. Mm. I'm listening to Beginning, Story So Far stuff. That's always a hit. I'm listening to Day to Remember is always a hit. Take me on tour with you guys. You guys <laughs> Hey, put me on that fucking list. I'm listening. Sway is a jam. Check it out. Oh, and one last one. Big Smile, Ohio. You guys are dope. Played a show with them not that long ago. Now I'm a big fan. Big Smile is cool. Hell yeah. Add to my list. Can I add to my list? Yeah, go for it. (laughs) This is just my recent Village People, Eddie Money. Nice. Hell yeah. Out of the gate. New Order. And uh, damn, what was that other one? Fucking stop, drop, rewind, man. I've been jamming that EP since it came out. It's How do you like Heavy Love? Right. I mean, like, they're like prog punk, and it's like that was my dream when I was, like, really into prog music. I was like, somebody's mm-hmm. got to do prog and pop punk, and finally it's, like, a thing. And it I know. so well, man. It's, it's, I love that they describe themselves like, uh, stop, drop, rewind. It's what you get when emo kids grow up and get jazz degrees. <laughs> I, I love perfect. that so much. Yeah, they're yeah. so good. And, uh, Roy, Ro- Roy Robley did that record with them and we're actually working with him now. Yeah. So it's, it's awesome to hear like what our music will hopefully sound like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause it just sounds like the mix and everything is just so uh, powerful. It's like, he's so, so good. good. It's so good. Like, I shout out to Joe on the ultraviolet because we're talking about ultraviolet. Yeah, Joe Scaletta. Oh yeah, uh, Scaletta. Ultraviolet producer. He's produced everything of ours so far. Yeah, yeah, you gotta give credits. Yeah, he's he's. I mean, I like me and him kind of like produce it, but he does all the recording, engineering, and Uh uh, we had Olaf in California mastering for us, our buddy. So yeah, nice. that we've never met, but, it's, but makes us sound good. <laughs> I will uh, tell you what I've been listening to lately real quick. Definitely. i uh been listening to um, an- another Chicago band, I believe, called Qualia. Really great. Uh, check out their EP, A Period of Reflection. They did a track with one of my favorite bands from high school, Before Their Eyes. Ugh, so fucking <sighs> cool. Um, and then yesterday, for some reason, I pulled up uh, an album that I owned when I was in middle school. I shouldn't have owned this album when I was in middle school, but I did, and it was D12, um, the My Band <laughs> CD. Uh, they don't know the name, name of my, my band. band. <laughs> I don't know why my parents What's let me own one? that CD as an elementary school kid. 
or an, a middle school kid, but um, but yeah. So, um, what song would you guys like to close out the episode with? Best years. So, uh, please please enjoy "Best Years" by Fluorescence. This has been a Toon Junkies podcast. My name is Chris, and I will see you on the next episode. Till the road